0: Painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights
1: the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on Artbeat, we speak with local poet Pete Engen. Pete is a published poet, has written liner notes for local bands, and also emceed the 2019 Boats and Bluegrass Festival here in Winona. We spoke to Pete as he is getting ready to publish his first full book of poetry titled Flower House and Feral Sun." I'm Bill Stoneberg with poet Pete Engen on today's Artbeat. I'm here with Peter Engen today. He's a local poet and uh, just read a draft of a, a book he's working on. Uh, some really good stuff. I, uh, Pete, uh, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well
1: good good how about you? Well, I'm doing great I'm doing good um thanks for being on the show we really appreciate it um as I mentioned you're a poet but uh you've also uh done things uh, some spoken word stuff I know at least um you emceed the boats and bluegrass festival uh last fall in 2019 yeah um that yeah, was really yeah. cool to see um how did you uh you know let's hit the ground running how did you get started writing poetry like what initially sparked that interest and that drive
0: Wow, that's a great question. How much time do you have? <laughs>
1: like I said, we're going to hit the ground running, right? You know. <laughs> okay, you know, I think, I think
0: it, it was. I knew I wanted to write, and I was just talking about this as kind of a family reunion here last weekend, where my grandmother, who has since passed, was a secretary for the family business, and, and she had typewriters, so. Um, you know, she did her work on old manual typewriters, of which I'm an aficionado. So uh, I started writing or, or just fascinated by typing typing the words, you know, being able to think of something and then, you know, having it flipped up on a clean play- page mm-hmm. was kind of my first. There was the mechanics of it as well. So I, I really feel like in the beginning, I don't know. I don't know if people start with poetry, maybe you do in school or something like that. I, I tried to write little stories, um, but you know, they just get they got to be too much for my attention span. Mm-hmm. So I kept winnowing things down into uh, you know, a poem. And uh, I think after probably after high school, I really started to focus in. So it was very early on. I mean, I was writing in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, first year in college, I pretty much slid right into poetry and into the literary, you know, the the literary journals Mm -hmm. in in my my college, and then never really looked back. And I continue to try to write things that are a little longer, uh, but it just, you know, I get I get stuck on that real concentrated. Thing that is poetry,
1: I like that. Right, right. I keep coming back to it. Nice. It's always interesting to hear where people uh, start out, where that spark comes from, you know. And it sounds like with you, it sounds like it was kind of a natural progression, like a natural fit, you know. That uh, you know, like especially, you know, it's interesting when people are into the mechanics of something early on as well, you know. Um, Usually, when I talk to people that have that, you know, they're they're way into it, you know, and like. I don't know. There's a there's a quality I think that that gives you know when you're into every aspect of it. Um,
0: yeah, and- I I think with musicians you know they if they if it, you know they they sit down and, and you know it's typing is a lot like uh, playing the piano. Mm-hmm. You you hit the key, you make a sound. You hit the key, you make a make a word, make a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a painter finds the same thing, and I, I just that the mechanics of it stuck to me, and then I had. I had things I had to work out. I, I you know, I do have things I need to work out. Mm-hmm. That's how I, you know, uh, I think an artist at the very root of things wants to be understood. Right. And that's, writing is my way of trying to be understood.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
0: yeah. Yeah. It's what works. Right. It's expression. Sometimes I wish I was the musician.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's. Or a
0: painter, you know, but, Uh uh, yeah, you know, I've I've dabbled.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. I think that's quite common, too, and it's interesting that you say that because I was, you know, when I was reading some stuff here that you sent me, um, uh, it reminded me of reviewing an album, you know, when I get an album in from a musician or something, you know. Um,
2: yeah well, cool it's yeah
1: yeah and it's and I, I totally understand what you're saying there with the painting and stuff like that I um, you know I, I dabble in uh, music a little bit and I'm always I've always I been jealous it. of painters I thought I've always thought that was really cool how you can take a blank canvas and, and create an image you know you know so yeah. I think I think a lot of That's... artists are interested in other yeah. art forms you know
0: well and I, I like how you said you were a little jealous or en- envious I think there's that circle you know the you know, I have a songwriters envious of poets, and poets mm-hmm. envious of painters, and painters po- right, <laughs> it's right. A big circle of insecurity that we have as artists.
1: Totally. You know, so totally. Do you have like, um, You know, you mentioned you started uh, maybe studying poetry in college and stuff like that. Um, do you have like favorite poets or anything, or anyone that really caught your interest early on or something?
0: You know, it's pretty. It seems like it's a. Uh, Kind of cliche, mm-hmm. it probably is in a way. But I, I never gravitated towards what I would call, you know, academic poets or things like that. Things mm-hmm. you would study in school. So you know, and I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, what Bukowski has done, Charles Bukowski, mm-hmm. and uh, that's always, that's he's been a huge influence, and I always return to him. But um, you know, there's, there's a vein of of poets that are. Real uh, to me, I guess, and so Robert Bly would be another one. Mm. Um, Al Purdy, I've been reading him lately. Uh, you know, some sometimes you know contemporary confessional poets or something. I suppose there's terms for it all, but uh, then there's some local people. You know, there's some mm. local regional sort of. We have our own dialect here, so mm-hmm. um, you know. I, I guess I stray away from that sort of. Pomp and circumstance, you know that that, that fluffy stuff. Uh, right. I just it's never resonated with me. So that's where I'm at with that.
1: Right, right. Well, I kind of I think I know what you're saying there. Um, I always kind of think it's it's almost like the stuff on the street, for lack of a better term, is kind of where the cutting edge is. It seems like you know. Um, and, uh, uh, and I like that you said we have our own dialect when you mentioned local people, you know. Um, I think the same goes yeah. for music. You know, there's a thing that happens in in an area where, you know, the art is coming from that area, from a person who has the same experiences as other people who live in that area. You know, it's I think it's really special and unique that way, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think if we don't have, you know, there's... I think things happen to artists when they get, uh, you know, all the through recognition, and, and things can get a little convoluted, and, and you know, if, if you keep stripping it back to people who, you know, in some ways are maybe self-deprecating, I suppose, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the like a Charles Bukowski or a John Fonte or, mm-hmm. you know, a um, Henry Miller or something, it's just kind of this sobering... They're not they're not afraid to kind of strip it down and tell it like it is.
1: And probably break rules too as well, you know. I mean
0: I Well, just, or create their own. Right. You know, right. or or not hold to whatever that uh whatever the the the, the norm is mm-hmm. at the time that they're doing things. You know, even like Fitzgerald and, and these sort of you know, I like pulpy stuff. I like things that are, you know, um not afraid of a little dirt under the fingernails and
1: right. gritty and, um, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, I noticed, um, also in the little bio on the, uh, draft you sent me, uh, it says you grew up in Spring Grove, Minnesota. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. and a lot around, you know, Minnesota and Wisconsin. Do you think that that, uh, you know, do, do you think environment, how much role do you think that plays in someone's development as an artist? You know, has that affected your, uh, work quite a bit, the area you live in?
0: I think so. I think, you know, as you ask that, I think everybody's environment is obviously going to affect them, or hopefully it does. Um, but as you ask that, I think one of the things that affected me most was that it was a small town. Mm. And and so there's that ethos to the whole Mix or my upbringing, Um, not necessarily, you know, of course, secondary and maybe not even secondary, but the the geographical location. So, you know, being in the Driftless or, uh, you know, what we call the Driftless here, but, uh, you know, having that sort of rural, small town ruralness Mm -hmm. to it, there is the bucolic part of it, I suppose. And I guess I don't really write to the bucolic part, but I might. For better or worse, right to the the trauma that might result in growing up in a small town and the the mentalities that would go on there, mm-hmm. the sort of you know maybe the the uglier side of things, okay. and, and not to say that it's not beautiful and bucolic, but yeah. uh, you know, and some of that does does shine through. But uh, so yeah, I think it affects it a lot um, the people, the faces, the, right. that sort of culture or Lack thereof, you know, depending on what sort of a mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there is there is a Spring Grove specifically, beautiful town. You know, uh, there's some a lot of very special things that happen there. Like I say, it's the you know the well, it is. It's the oldest Norwegian settlement west of the Mississippi, and and uh, you know they work hard at trying to provide a kind of an artsy scene for a, a tiny little town like that, which mm-hmm. you know most people. Tiny towns like that, they're all about their football team and this and that. Not that Spring Grove isn't, but uh, there's some progressive people there, which cool. is
1: nice. Well, and I think that, you know, all aspects of growing up in a small town, I think that uh, is probably what makes your work relatable to uh, those of us who have also grown up in the small rural areas, you know. Um, we yeah. recognize those things in it, you know, and it feels good to uh, uh, have that confirmation, you know, from the art. You know, yeah,
0: so. yeah. Oh, that's good.
1: I think that's pretty that's cool good
0: that that resonates yeah you know um getting back to i think that's there's a very specific you know i, I would say it a lot as i do you know some writing for musicians and their albums and things like that their their liner notes and and you know there's a very specific energy or vibe to our you know our specific geographic location i think it has to do with the the changing of the seasons, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, what we have, you know, how we, how we survive winters together and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. the angle of the sun, it, it, it creates our own, you know, we have our own kind of bluegrass. We have our own rock. We have our own, and it's a, it's a tune that we, I, I think it's in our hard drive. Right. We, 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 it's, it's there. And it's, it's, there's a big part of it has to do with just geographically and, and having to survive the, you know, the weather as mm-hmm. we sit here and yeah 96% humidity outside. <laughs> right. Yeah, usually
1: when <laughs> t- yeah, we talk about weather in Minnesota and everyone's usually talking about winter and snow, but man, it gets humid here in the summer, holy. <laughs> uh, i take
0: snow over this any day. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Uh out there. Uh, you know, speaking of like the environment and stuff like that, I noticed that a lot of your work uh, talks a lot about nature and animals. Um and also cats. There's a lot I've I've noticed a few cat ones, you know, that caught my eye too. Um, is that? Do you think that just happens because of the environment and, and you know the um, um, stimuli that you're exposed to, or do you or is that, or is there a conscious decision behind that as well?
0: I think it's uh, well, it's both. Um, but the stimuli, you know, that's what works for me is usually a, a line or two will come, either. Just before bed, or just when I get up, or something, will be ruminating, um, you know. And I'll get a, I'll get a line or two, and it'll just seem that's right. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's there. It is. There's the, there's the nugget which I have to build on. And um, I try a lot to give characteristics, emotional characteristics, I guess you would say, to sort of things that you wouldn't normally give an emotional characteristic or quality mm-hmm. to, whether it be an element of nature, an animal, uh, trying to draw correlations between maybe our thoughts, my mm-hmm. thoughts, and uh, something from the natural world, you know, if if my thoughts are the same as a clouds or something like mm-hmm. that, you wow. know, um, to try to give that characteristic to them. And I think that that definitely is something that uh, is my environment because I see as I move from, perhaps living in a communal farm situation and uh, now i'm living right in lacrosse in a nice little neighborhood in, a, in an old house and the energy the vibe changes the, right. the things that i see out my window you know i there's a sidewalk now instead of a, a little stream right. so <laughs> uh, the stimulus is going to change and i think that makes it into the, the daily routine of trying to put something out there mm-hmm. so yeah Right, and my cat. Of course, I love my cat. So, cool. uh, We've, we've, you know, I don't know what it is. What is, what is it with writers and cats?
1: I don't don't know. know. What's your, uh, what's your cat's name? Severus. Severus. Nice.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Savvy. (laughs) He's a huge black cat.
1: (laughs) Oh, cool. How long have you had (laughs) him?
0: He's only about a year and a half old. he was a humane society. Pick up uh-huh. you know a rescue cat, cool. he was a stray, he was a street cat, oh wow, just perfect for me,
1: so he's got a cool attitude. <laughs> he's pretty mellow, actually, oh, yeah? you know
0: I don't know a whole lot of cats, but uh he's chill, nice. you know he gets treated pretty well right. soft cat food this morning, so cool,
1: cool East island right now, <laughs> well, I think that's interesting, you know that you mentioned you know the uh you know living out in the country and then living uh in the city, it affects your uh you know, it affects your outlook. It affects everything, you know, you're experiencing. Um, There was a particular poem here that really caught my eye because of one line. Um, And I'm going to, well, here's the whole line is, uh, like water buffalo over the stampede crag, flat bottomed john boats skim the surface, dragging bucktail jigs that start the slow, deliberate walleye crawl. And that, that, you know, the bucktail jigs that start the slow deliberate walleye crawl just really caught my eye or my ear, yeah. you know, really. And the, the flat bottom John boats skimming the surface, you know, and this is from, uh, you know, we are all beginning to breathe. Um, uh, which is in the, uh, uh, the book and that one just really, uh, the flat bottom John boats, so all of a sudden in my mind, I was there, I could see, you know, the boats in the morning, you know, and, uh, uh, do you ever sit you know talking about you know how environment affects your work do you ever uh, go out and sit like by the lake or out in the woods and uh, kind of work that way just kind of play with that or or does it kind of happen in
0: your head or I think for me it's it's i will have the experience or i will you know i'm i'm uh, a habit of mine is taking taking the drive i call it the loop you know whether I go up from Lacrosse to Winona and then around and one side of the river, mm-hmm. then down the other, or go down to Lansing and, you know, up one side, down the other, right. um, you know, or, or go fishing, you know, uh, uh. You know so I have a little 14 foot semi V that I go there and, you know, sit, but I, I don't do any of uh, the any riding that would get done with my head. And then, you know, I have to come back to my, my station. I have to have okay. my little area. You right. know, no matter where I live, I have to have a little place carved out where, and, you know, it could be just a stool at the counter, but uh, I have to have a little, you know, a station, I guess. Yeah, yeah, a workspace. just got to sit there. Right, I, uh, think, I
1: think it's important, you know, I think that's important. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, oh, and then another thing, because that poem uh, was the last one uh, in the in the book The first one This is something I'm, I'm really curious about uh, the fr- Would you be interested In reading anything for us Like maybe the first poem Warm Wind
0: mm, I I would have to uh, you have to pull it out I'd have to pull that out Of a book or something You know Okay on um, my, I'm, I'm just on my phone right now I'm kind of a A technophobe So I don't have a lot of screens Other than uh, Right My typewriter well, Warm Wind I probably have that Committed to memory
1: Okay but, You want to give it a shot
0: Sure, sure, sure. Every time my heart catches a warm wind is with the hope that the hawk will spare the field mouse. Because inside of me lives both.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Now, the interesting thing for me and what I'm curious about is... um, you know, like we've made the comparison already about uh, music and poetry, uh, painting, you know, all different art forms. Um, I'm always curious of how artists build an album, you know, and why they choose to put which song in what order. Um, well,
0: the sequencing. Yeah,
1: the sequencing. Uh, what is that like for you? How do you uh, decide what to put where, you know? I'm always curious as that first track is what I'm always curious about, you know, what, mm. what are they going to present first, you know? And that one, Uh, I really like that one because that kind of put me there too, you know. Um, Especially uh, growing up, that one's real strong. Yeah, it's a
0: real strong, nice, short, concentrated little bit of yumminess. I guess Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you what I my experience in the past has been, and what I've sort of grown into. um, I'm, I guess I'm, I can say I'm, I'm comfortably old enough now to know that I need to seek. Others' advice and and their perspective. So, on this project, um, Flower House and Feral Sun, uh, this chapbook is going to be uh, published by uh, an appendant body of the Driftless Books and, and Music. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, there. it's a nice facet of their, the gem that is that. You know bastion of driftless progressive stronghold I guess mm-hmm. um, and then I'm also working with my good friend Parker for cell okay. uh, whom a lot of people in the area know and he's he's a he's a good detail orientated person who is also very literary and uh, is helping me sequence um, and edit uh, both selections and content within the within this book um, so yeah, uh, I, I he's suggested at this one, and it's always good to have. Uh, I, I think some different views. I'm not mm-hmm. so control orientated, where I've got to like micromanage everything. But trying to put things in a season, like, and and so Ooh. it kind of flows with uh, you know our seasons here, if uh-huh. that makes any sense. Yeah. So there are some spring poems, some summer poems, some. You know, even if it's not in the poem, there it's kind of where they're at emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, if that makes any sense. Oh yeah. And so that's how this one's going to flow, uh, if if we do it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, so that's how some of that's how this one's coming together. Um, and we're already working on a, the next one, which I have oh, cool. more material that is more prose poems. They're longer, and mm. and it just doesn't, you know. We, it, it, I don't know whether you do a, how we're going to quite go about that, but you know, it, it's it's it, it's an interesting process laying out a book. I'll put it that way because right. you're you're dealing with you know pages and what poem fall. It's not like a story, you know, or just the sentence can run on. You 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 want the poem to hold on to its integrity, the shape of it, you know, mm-hmm. just this integral shape of the actual words on the page. So there's there's quite a bit of farting around when you, you get right down to right. it, which is not my favorite thing to do, to be honest. I mean. Right. I'd rather create content.
1: Yep, yep, yep. That's, uh, that's <laughs> no. a common I mean, this
0: is musicians in the studio. It's the same thing. We all, you know, piss and moan about the same thing.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I was, I'm curious. Is this, the? will this be the first full book you'll have published then, or...?
0: yeah you know i've I've attempted many different times not many half a dozen times I've put out collections of poems just basically for myself and then for the you know handful or a couple of handfuls of friends that were really have just always readers of mine and I've put together collections uh-huh. uh every few years or something and then i when my children were real young i you know took a long hiatus from the whole. The whole thing for a while there, and then I've just in the last four or five years have been, been concentrating back to it again. Cool. But as far as a publisher coming in and putting something together formally, uh, yeah, this will be my first uh, my first chapbook. You know, I've been cool. published in quite a few journals and mm-hmm. magazines and I don't know, things like that, competitions, right. I guess you would say, which. That's very nice, and it's good to have, you know, a few books on the shelf that you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is the first one that's uh, that's uh, all me.
1: Cool, cool. What was the uh, what was the first thing you ever had published, and how'd that feel?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's like the first time on stage when somebody claps. I think you right. Know? <laughs> you, you just you get the, you get a fix, and then it's like, oh god, I got to keep doing this. Yeah, feels good. It feels right.
2: For sure. Um,
0: no, I think I was in college. When uh, getting real recognition as far as you know getting published, mm-hmm. I, you know, for me, it, it, it's tough because I think there's the, you, an artist is really going to wrestle with their ego all the time mm-hmm. and and have many ego deaths and you know, and you and crawl out of the crawl out of the hole and go, oh, you know, I guess I am good enough. Uh-huh. Um, but in college, you know, it's, it's not freshman year, you know, getting submitting to that literary magazine in my college and then just basically, you know, knocking it out of the park first first time out. They took four or five poems. And I knew then that this was something that was, it was natural to me. I think, you know, different people, when they try, you know, whether it be, whatever their art might be, whether it's cooking or music or whatever, if you get up in the morning and that's what you do, that's the way you think, that's Mm -hmm. what you, and it doesn't, you know you don't have to like force yourself to do it or like oh god this is a chore right. although sometimes it can be <laughs> that's where for me it was like wow this is this is what i naturally feel like i should be doing you know always have cool. whenever i became conscious of my own self mm-hmm. you know beyond childhood i was like look i this is this is what i should be doing Mm -hmm. You know, this is what makes me feel good. And so I, as soon as I got, you know, you get the book and the book comes and, you know, it's like to open up a new book and kind of break it in and smell it and, wow, there's your words, right? you know, in print. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, wow, this is, that's forever, you know, this is forever. That Uh, is awesome. So it's that feeling, that feeling of permanence, which... Mm -hmm. That can be debated as well, you know, the you know, the impermanence of, of art and, you know, what's in the book now, you know, how long, whatever. Right. The right. life of the, whatever, whatever life that your words or your thoughts might have. But, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That sounds like a poem right there. Totally.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I see. I'll,
0: I'll do on that. I'll do <laughs> <you> on that. <laughs> but, yeah, as soon as, you know, as soon as you see yourself, you know, uh, in, in a book, uh, a lot of times for me, if I'm in the same journal as a writer that I might really be impressed by, I'm kind of like, whoa, oh, what am I doing in here? You know, right. I, I suppose it's like being booked at a festival and you know, mm. it's like there's a headliner and you're like, oh man, wow. And you have all this, you're, you're crushing on the headliner, but it's like sometimes you have to step back a bit because. You know, maybe it's your, maybe it's your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever is, is going to, you know, say, hey, you know, you're on the festival bill too. So right, yeah, it's kind of like that. Exactly. It's kind of like, oh gosh, I, I did make the cut. I, I am yeah. in this one. Yeah, I am yeah, good so.
2: enough. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah, I am good enough. You know, uh-huh. and then that 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 lasts for about ten, fifteen minutes, and then you go back <laughs> into the whole, oh god, you know, yeah, yep. what am I? <laughs> the doing? existential death, you know. Oh right. my gosh. <laughs>
1: Totally. Uh, speaking of festivals, you know, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, you emceed for the boats and bluegrass festival here in Winona, uh, last fall in t- 2019. Um, and what yeah. I thought was really cool is you didn't just inter or you didn't just introduce the, the artists. Uh, you read some, uh, poems too. Um, and I thought yeah. that was really cool because that adds another dimension. You know, you got the spoken word and and some poetry going on as well. A very nice compliment yeah. to music, I think. Um, How did you get hooked up with that, and what was that like?
0: Well, specifically boats. Um, you, you know, um, you know, Parker and I, who I've mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've dabbled in in music business here for quite some time, and 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 in inst the institution that is boats and bluegrass has been our favorite and many people's regional favorite year mm-hmm. after year. So I suppose I've been going to that for the last 10 years. And, uh, uh, you know, the, the MC before me, um, was Stanton West and he has also been a performer at there every year. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a daunting kind of a task to do that for three days straight, you know, right. morning until late at night. But, uh, you know, when he wanted to sort of graduate from that, uh, I was offered. Um, and, you know, the, the, the old owners and the new owners both knew me and I guess the pedigree or what I did, uh-huh. uh, what, I, what I do. So it was a pretty smooth transition. And, and the, yeah, they got a lot of great feedback after my first year. And so last year, you know, that's another thing. You do, you do well one year and then you, I, I, I feel like, okay, I've got I to gotta up it. I've got to be more. Oh, right, <laughs> you know, right. there's the ego thing again. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, everybody enjoys it. We're, you know, you try to curate, you try to, to mesh or meld with the curation that is a festival as, as, as well done as Boats. And, and also you have to deal with everybody else's, all the other artists' emotional mm-hmm. Yeah. quotients and, and to try to get into the essence of who they are and maybe try to work up a bit of a poem uh, a bit of a poetic way of of introducing them instead of just you know you know the monster truck bowl roar <laughs> like oh you know <laughs> i right. uh, try to try to curate a little more of a cohesive vibe you know throughout the whole festival right. Uh tying one band to the next or you know, I don't. I don't know. I guess it works because people like like it. So
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I thought know. it was great. Do you ever do any other uh, like spoken word type things? Or
0: well, I do. I've done readings. I guess there have. Uh, you know, I was in the Driftless Writing Center uh, this last year. Put on, you know, their tenth anniversary or whatever it was. Uh, put on a nice big book as they do every year, and I, I was in that one. So I did a, a reading with that. Um, you know, with, with COVID now, it's sort of interesting. Um, I don't know if there'll be anything quite like a reading for a while. I'm, I'm taking it rather seriously. So, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, the, you had mentioned before the pump house, uh, you know, when they do something like a competition, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've, uh, I guess I've done pretty well, been fortunate enough to do well with those competitions that they put on. And, uh, that usually results in a, A reading, um, you know, which is what you're calling spoken word. So I get up and read. That's the other thing too. I'm kind of old school that way. Uh, You know, it's like skateboarding. I don't know. You know, grew up in a small town. I didn't. I don't know. I had a Schwinn Stingray. I never got into the skateboarding thing. But it's like I'm kind of old enough now where I didn't get into like the poetry slams or the the you know all the stuff that's the newer people are, you know, the younger people are uh, doing, you know, right. I'm a middle-aged white guy, and, uh, you know, <laughs> I just give me a podium and a, a glass of water and uh, a microphone maybe, you know, sort of a thing. Right, um,
1: right.
0: So I don't do the sole theatrical thing.
1: Yeah, yeah well, uh, and I, I like that you brought up the pump house thing, because that's where the Mark My Words event was, right? Um, yeah. yeah. That, that was really cool, I thought, because that's where... Uh, you wrote a poem inspired by a drawing or painting, wasn't it? Like each poet is paired up with a, with a visual artist, and uh, yeah. So what was that like? They, I mean, process. Well, wise.
0: they've done it a few different ways. The Pompos, okay. and, and you know, bless them for doing that regionally for for actually having that. Um, I love these regional art centers. That uh-huh. you know, because we're such a sub sub category group. It's it's like we're like there's like. Dungeons and Dragons people, and then we're somewhere like three three slots below them, you know, <laughs> poets. Are, <laughs> for, for, like subgroup people. And, and, but they, you know, uh, it's called Mark My Words, and they've done, I don't know, three, four, five of these over the years, over the past, maybe 10 or 15 years, and it's either the stimulus is the, they, the, they ask for submissions for paintings and from poets, and then they will take paintings or, or any sort of visual art. I shouldn't just painting. Some of it could be a mixed mixed media art sort of right. thing. And then they'll give that stimulus to the poet, and the poet then has 30 days to come up with some. Um, or some some years it's been they, they take poets, you know, a poem that they ask for, and then they give it to the visual artist, and they, they have 30 or 90 days to create something. Okay. So this year, or last year, it was that... Uh, yeah, you know, I got a, I got a a picture, and then um, was to write something for that, and uh, I do I do like that. I like that sort of, you know, once in a while I do like a deadline, and I like a, mm-hmm. a visual stimulus like this, and and that's why I work well with musicians with their you know their uh, liner notes or something with their album because I can listen to their thing. This is what I think of their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this particular one it was a was a nice image, and it was kind of kind of uh a somber image, so that's good for me and uh I was able to pull something out of it, but yeah I guess it resonated it did, well, yeah. I got a check at the end of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so it worked right
0: <laughs> it went into the bank, yeah no, it worked um cool it's yeah, that was nice
1: is that yeah s- that's
0: a nice place too i mean what a what a nice place to have that gallery is
1: nice oh it so. is it is it's a fantastic place um yeah, I like what you said though about having a deadline cuz sometimes that does help, you know, or it at least alters the process enough that it's different and it feels, you know, maybe fresh or new, you know. Um, yeah,
0: and there's there's different writing groups around here and I suppose um with a lot of artists, you know, having having something where you can come back to like like okay, I got to I got to work some new material because I'm going to have either a gig or a, a showing, or I'm going to, like, for me, it might be, and these are kind a of few and far in between during the COVID here, but having maybe a writer's group where you're going to come and present something new within a couple of, you know, every couple of weeks. And that uh, it's it's incentive, I guess, because we're, I mean, let's face it, you know, artists are, are fairly fragile. You know, we, we have, have these we're wrestling with our ego all the time. We really want to have some validation. Um uh, and none of that is like a I don't think any of it is like a, a, a bad thing. I mean right. we're just uh trying to explore and be understood. Mm-hmm. And so being validated once in a while is okay. Yeah. And um you know that's that's what's going on. And those deadlines sometimes those deadlines are those sort of uh things out on the calendar mapped out on the calendar that gives us a little something to reach for
1: right some structure you know sometimes yeah a little <laughs> bit
0: of structure because we can get we can get kind of lost yeah. the, and that's you're seeing that in the in the music industry right oh, now i yeah. mean it's, it's up i mean there's just some really really tough stuff going on right now out there and it's 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 hard to see yeah yeah it's it hard is. to watch
1: happen yeah especially with so many people we both work with you know i mean It's it's not easy Um, Well speaking of music And uh, you know Deadlines and pairing art uh, You mentioned uh, writing liner notes you know Um, Mm -hmm. What kind of artists have you Written for and and how does that kind of come Like what some people maybe some of Our listeners might not know what that is you know Like the notes on an album um, That kind of talk about the band Uh, How do you go about doing that Do you kind of research who they are What they are do you talk to them You know, how does that work?
0: Yeah, uh, most of the time it's somebody that I know um, and sometimes I've just been asked out of the blue by, uh, you know, uh, gigs like, you know, speaking gigs like or emceeing gigs like Boats, you Mm -hmm. know, Boats of Bluegrass, uh, you know, sort of gets, my name goes out there a bit and, you know, you you might get asked a few things, but I, I listen and I listen and I listen and, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big deadhead, so for me, listening to uh, an album ten, twenty, thirty times is no big deal. All right. That's all that to me. But uh, uh, you know, and, and I'll try to really just get organically get the feel of, of th- this is who I'm working with. And, and I guess maybe I should start out with I like I, I stick pretty much with the sort of bluegrass Americana type mm-hmm. groups, with a few exceptions a few experimental sort of groups but that sort of ethos and i just continue to listen to them until it's easy for me to write their story okay like you know just get the data this is where they're from blah 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 but that story there's there's stories to that story and you Mm -hmm. try to go a little deeper and a little deeper and then eventually if you keep keep boiling down the sauce you're going to get you know you're going to get the au jus you're going to get the uh the real concentrated part of what they are and what they're doing and mm-hmm. what they what they want to say and that energy that they want to send out and you try to match you try to describe that that's, cool. that's, that's what I try to do you know try to get in there and sometimes musicians are really tied to their lyric that uh-huh. and, and the lyric can be constrained can can be a bit constraining uh-huh. and so if you can write more of a narrative that doesn't have to deal. That doesn't have to go with the music, you know. Sometimes that's more of a challenge. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I always, you know, I've got a lot of musician friends and musician friends who are writers, and and they're, they have a lot easier time writing a lyric than an actual poem, or uh, uh, that because you know you can, <laughs> you can hide a lot with music, um, you know. You, you, yep. you you've got these two things going on, whereas you know, if you've got a poem, it's pretty much, you know, it's crickets. You're, right. it's just you and and it's just the words on the page, and that's that's it mm-hmm. and so um yeah the the thing is like you said in the beginning, the thing is to try to make those words have a music of their own, uh-huh. yeah. you know, maybe that's what poetry is. I don't know. Ah, you know, ooh. try to have the have have the words make music. Yeah, just all by themselves.
1: Does it kind of, you know, as a as a reader, it kind of it kind of touches me in the, in a similar way that music does. You know, you know, it'll uh, you know songs I really love kind of take me to a place and a feeling. You know, and I think uh, poetry, yeah, and good writing does the same thing. I think. uh so so Pete, we're kind of coming to the end of our time here. Um, where can people find out more about your work or see your work? Um. Any plans, like, when might we see the uh, book? The book, now correct me if I'm wrong, it's Flower House and the Feral Cat? Well. Or, or Son. I thought I heard you say Son yeah, earlier. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's Parker and I um, going back and forth like an old married couple. Uh-huh. Um you know, I the the title of the book is going to be Flower House and Feral Sun. Okay. Um. You you got a you got a working copy that right. we're still working on the editing on, but you can look for that. Uh, we're in kind of the final stages of that uh, putting that together. You can look look for that this fall on Ramshackle Press, and uh, it's going to be a limited edition. Um, I'm going to sign a few of them. It's going to be uh, hand sewn. The spine is going to be hand sewn. So. Um, some original cover art, which we're just trying to vet right now, I think by, uh, Minneapolis artist, Jimmy Peterson. And, uh, yeah, so look for that this fall. Um, and with that, the rollout, I am finally pulling the trigger and, and, and getting an Harvest website up for now. I'm, like I said, I'm a middle-aged white guy. So, uh, you can, you can get on the, uh, Facebook, you know, interwebs there and, and, and look for me there. Um, you know, send me a friend request, mm-hmm. whatever, cool. whatever the cool kids do, Right? Know? um, <laughs> I've got an, I've got an instant nerd page too, you know, or whatever, an account. So nice. I am sort of a technophobe. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I'm the computer things creep me out a little bit, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, so.
1: Well, and I like that you mentioned typewriters early on too, because you know, that, uh, uh, is, is when playing music i'm really fascinated by older gear you know um Mm -hmm. things outside of the computer realm you know i like knobs and switches and things that actually move you know so uh, i like that you mentioned the typewriter i think that's cool you know um
0: i work on a i work on a 1954 royal hh oh so and then uh you know that's that's my so it's kind of like driving a you know it's like driving a car you know look at the Classic. Look at the cars uh-huh. from 1954. Uh-huh. That's the kind of typewriter I have. You know, it's like cool. that kind of thing.
1: Very so. nice, very nice. Well, Ramshackle Press is where we can find it this fall, correct? Yeah. Okay, yep. sounds good.
0: And then you can and- you can find me on. I mean, if you Google me or whatever, I mean, different journals that have published published me. I mean, I'm sure, last time I looked, I'm on a few. You know, splattered about those. So, you know, it'll pop up.
1: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. I've been here talking to Pete Engen, and uh, he's a local poet. Uh, His first full book is going to be published this fall, Flower House and Feral Sun. Uh, So look for that on Ramshackle Press. Uh, Pete, so glad to talk to you today. So good. Um, Yeah, this has been cool. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, Maybe when the book comes out, we should have you on again and we can uh, promote that a little bit.
0: Ooh, I would like that. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure the publisher
1: would too. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's, yeah, yeah definitely. Well, let's uh, keep that in mind and we'll stay in touch. And um, yeah, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: Oh, you too. Be well, man. Thanks a lot.
1: ArtBeat is written and produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org. Thanks again to Pete Engen for joining us today on Artbeat. Check out Ramshackle Press for Pete's book of poetry titled Flowerhouse and Feral Sun. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 12.30 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from local poet Pete Engen on Artbeat. art an important part of your life? Tune into Artbeat, Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Artbeat is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.